0: Barbara, it is so good to be back together. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to see you too. You look awesome. Thank you for the listeners. We can see each other when we do these recordings, but we don't we don't record our um, our video to protect the innocent, <laughs> or in my case, the guilty. <laughs> um, as we record this, we are still in the throes of COVID, um, but this is not going to be a COVID episode. What we want to talk about today is one of the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and look for it. The six pillars of retirement lifestyle, and I'll try to post a link to it in the show notes. And so just to refresh your memory, the six pillars are Spiritual, Significant Other, Friendship, Purpose, Family, and Health. And we're going to be starting new short health segments. And so I thought we would kick that off by talking about what, if anything, (laughs) we are doing about our health, or if a lot, like a lot of you... Maybe we're struggling in that area of health. uh, You know, after almost a year of being cooped up, I know that a lot of us have either physical or mental health struggles. So I kind of popped this on, Barbara. She really didn't have a lot of time to prepare. (laughs) And um, so I hope that you enjoy this episode. So Barbara, tell me what have you been doing, if, if anything, about your health?
1: Well, it's an interesting question. I would say that since COVID, um, it's been a roller coaster, I guess would be the way I'd describe it. Before COVID, I was getting up really super early in the morning, going to a gym, um, working out with a personal trainer and a team of people. I mean, there was it was a group class. I was doing that a couple days a week and then going in, you know, treadmill, lifting weights in between and then going into work, taking a shower, getting dressed, and starting my day. And then COVID hit, and the governor closed down all the gyms. And like you, as an extreme extrovert, I'd say my mental health suffered significantly. And so in those months in March, not only did I stop leaving the house, it was depressing. And I started having a glass of wine or two every night, um, became much more sedentary. I mean, at this point I wasn't walking even to my car, let alone to the grocery store. I mean, my husband was going out and doing all the shopping and I was staying home. And so I started gaining an excessive, for me, amount of weight. I felt like a slug. And I think it's just a downward spiral. So by 4th of July, I was thinking, I'm going to retire. I need to do something about this. And so I completely stopped drinking any alcohol at all. And I'm not a heavy drinker, but it just became a habit because that's what you do at the end of the day. Okay, I'm going to relax because it was super stressful to be working from home. I've kept that up. And I'm Good for you. thrilled with that. Um, although I can see a time someday where I might want to have a glass of wine with girlfriends. But that was a huge change for me because of the sugar. And then I started eating um, more whole foods, um, meats. Um, I cut out dairy. And I just kind of went on what I thought for me was a healthy healthy diet. And I started walking and walking and walking. That was something I could do. No gym because the gyms are still, still shut down. And I would say that I did really good with that until the holidays. And then once Thanksgiving came, we weren't with family, but we were cooking at home. And so we made the traditional Thanksgiving meal just for the two of you, just for the two of us. Then Christmas came, same thing. Then New Year's. And so I think I did okay, but not great. But in the Pacific Northwest, the weather is horrific right now. I think this is the eighth rainiest year. for So basically it rained the entire month of December and January. And my grandson today sent me a video of rain bouncing two feet off the ground in the Portland area. And he says, Nana, do you have this kind of weather? And I said, yes, I do. And so it's just bleak and cold and dark. And so there's been some days where I haven't got up and early and gone for the for the walk with the dog because the dog doesn't want to leave the house. We I we mean, have when, the
0: same thing when it's raining, our
1: dog doesn't want to go out and then yeah. we're
0: afraid. Is she going to have an accident when we're not looking because right. she doesn't want to go outside? Yep.
1: Yep. Same. We're living that dream. And so or nightmare nightmare. <laughs> and so I think I was doing okay because we had a trip plan to Mexico. And I wrote about it in my blog, but what it was, was it was a trip that was planned long before we knew what was going to happen by now for COVID 33 family members. So kids, grandkids, friends, whole group. And the day we canceled it, I just went into a tailspin because there's something about An activity or an event that motivates me, whether it's a fun run or something, but nothing better than a bathing suit to say, you know what? Right, (laughs) you got to get in a bathing suit, exactly. And when we canceled that trip, I'm like, whatever, who cares? Mm. So right now, I'm in the the down part of the roller coaster, and I'll I'll get it back together again, but munchies snacks had a few pieces of chocolate and it's not like I'm going to blimp up immediately but I know if I continue with this it it won't be good but for us spring is coming and so with spring will come a few days that aren't pouring down rain but a lot of times we we get rain fully into June and into fourth of July here as you know so um I would say I'm not in a horrible place, but I'm not in a good place. I'm kind of in an in-between place right now.
0: I would have to say that I'm, I'm right there with you. Now, my eating, I've been strictly controlling a certain number of calories. And I think in the last episode, I, I don't remember which one it was, but I talked about a trip that I had planned in August and I am slowly trying to lose five pounds between now and August. So it's about a quarter of a pound a week. And, you know, it's just not going out anywhere. I've gained, I've gained two pounds, even though, you know, and I really got into a depression there for a while. I think as a lot of people have gotten into a depression and I hadn't been picking up my drawing pencils, um, you know, the the one good thing that I have is work to distract me. And I know there's a lot of people out there that either aren't, you know, a lot of people that listen to this show don't, you know, they're, they're either retired or they're thinking about retiring and trying to figure out what to do with their time. And I know a lot of people are in the same boat, where a lot of us are depressed, if not clinically, you know, by the, the definition that we all use. So it's, it's just been, it's just been really tough. So one thing that I did a couple of weeks ago is I forced myself to sit down. Maybe it was a week ago, I forced myself to sit down and start drawing. And I have the capability of scheduling my own schedule. And so now I have one day a week, which I call my creative day, where I'm either going to draw or write and having that has helped. I mean, it has, it has helped me want to stay on my diet. And like you, I switched to a less meat based diet about a year ago. And that whole food, I call it whole food plant-based, but I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not, I'm not a vegan. Uh, we have a a group here that calls themselves whole foods, plant-based, and they are vegans Uh, that that's not me. I I'm, still eating fish and I'm still eating. If I want to, I'll have a steak, but most, most of the time I'm really not eating a lot of animal products and I I eat chocolate. And yesterday for the first time in probably six months, I had a glass of wine and was sorry that I did afterwards because I did not feel good when I went to bed you know, from, (laughs) from drinking that wine. I've always been kind of a lightweight, but drinking the wine, uh, didn't help. And so I'm with you. I mean, we, we need to figure out what it is we're going to do to get out of this funk, both of us. And lucky for us, we have a new, um, I I call it a segment, a new segment on health and fitness. It's sponsored by Mission Lean, which is a fitness app that, that helps you track your food and track your, your exercises. And I was doing all of this before, but it was, I was using different programs. You know, I was using one program to track my food, another program to track, you know, to, to help me exercise. And so they, I don't know if I told you this or not, but they have graciously offered to give us each this app so that we can both use it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Maybe, you know, and they'll be giving fitness um, updates over the next 12 months, but you know, you and I can also talk about how if, and you know, how it's helping us personally. (laughs) So I'm really excited about that. I
1: need something. Well, I'm up for anything. And I think, you know, depression or clinical depression is a pretty strong word. And I, I think that I probably was depressed during the spring. I mean, just like, it was just awful. Now I'm just not motivated. And I think there's a difference, at least for me, there's a difference because I have in my past been clinically depressed when my mom passed away and, you know, it was months and months and months and and it required, you know, medical intervention and counseling because I was just so not, not myself where this is just motivation. And so it's causing me to look to other things in my life, spiritual, spending time with family, you know, things that will help me feel healthier mentally. But the physical part is always a challenge. And I think as the older I get, um, when I was younger, I was in high school and I was a track runner and nothing stuck to me as far as pounds and I could eat whatever I want. But as I've gone through menopause, my metabolism has changed. um, It gets harder and harder and it's easier some days if you've got aches and pains to just to sit rather than get up. And so I'm really looking forward to spring and I'm already looking forward to next winter and making plans for where will we be where we can get out more hiking, golfing, biking, whatever it is, than staying here in the Pacific Northwest. It's a beautiful place in the summer, but it's pretty gray, gray, dark, and bleak in the winter, and I just want to get out of here right now.
0: We have to have something to look forward to. Yep. You know, that is the thing. And, and for the listener, you need to figure out something to put on your calendar or something to look forward to, because if we don't have anything to look forward to, then it just gets bleaker and bleaker and bleaker. And I love the fact I've been reading your blog, Barbara, on the Rock Your Retirement website. I love the fact that you and your husband got out and were looking at—I call it an RV. It's not the, the the vehicle, you know. It's something to pull behind your trailer or pull behind your truck. Is that helping you also looking forward to that? I mean, you haven't bought anything yet, have you?
1: No, we haven't. And, and I would say just like my roller coaster, it's kind of a yes and no. So when we're in the thought of, okay, should we do this? And, you know, again, it's a bleak weekend, there's nothing to do. So you can go drive to any RV place and sit and, you know, they, they, they want to keep you socially distanced. You don't really have a salesman with you following you around. Like they don't want to be in the same space with you and you don't want to be in the same space space with them and you're all masked up. So in a way it's kind of nice, but we just dreamed, we just talked and imagined and visualized. Um, but then the financial impact hits, right. And thank goodness you don't buy then and make a deposit. And so we've had a lot of nights where we're just energized and talking and then we go to bed and the next morning we go gosh, if we want to really, spend the money. It's a really a lot of money, especially if you're buying new, a brand new truck, a brand new RV, um pretty pretty expensive. And so um he he actually had a truck that he took his truck down and left it there and test drove it he loved it and then we just really counted the cost and with so much unknown should we do it now should we wait and so as of yesterday and it can all change tomorrow we're going to wait a little bit because I'm already booking activities or getaways or a week here a week there And we're just not sure whether we and the legions of hundreds and thousands of people across the United States who are buying trucks and RVs, if there's room for all of us. As a matter of fact, we went on a few websites and just picked places that, well, we'd like to go. It's already booked booked up for next fall because people aren't traveling internationally. And so then we thought, well, how awful would that be to spend that kind of money- (laughs) <laughs> and and you can't go anywhere. And so, no, they've been good weekends. It's really a lot of talking um, and we could afford it, but do we want to? Like if I Why take not the rent, well, and that's, that's, that's where, that's where we are right now. We're figuring out, is there a place to rent? Is there a house? Is there a vacation rental by owner? And that's the thing with the internet today, there's so many opportunities to find a place to go. And it's not a 180000 to $200,000 commitment. For the price of a brand new truck and a big fifth wheel, you could buy a condo in Arizona or in your community. Um, so, So we're really in that transition deciding. But I have to say having a purpose, going somewhere, talking, at least got us out of the house. And it was a safe way to get out of the house because otherwise it's day after day you know, how many games of solitaire can you do? How many puzzles can you do? I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Rock Your
0: Retirement Show. The theme of the show is to talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can track how you're doing in those six pillars in the journal, which you can find at rockyourretirement.com journal. One of the pillars is health. Of course, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. So before we get back to the conversation with Barbara and me, let's take a health break. Now we have John Perlman, co-founder of Mission Lean, the leading fitness app for anti-aging fitness for our health segment. Hi, John. What you got for today?
2: Hi, thanks for having me, Kathy. Well, today I'd like to talk about two very easy tricks that you can implement right away, nutrition tricks that you can implement to really get some lean body gains right, right off the bat. And these are two tricks that we give to a lot of our clients that they use that if you just do these two things, you can drop weight pretty quickly and also really start to get healthier right away by making these two changes. The first change that I I would have you guys get going with right away is to start to incorporate avocados into your diet.
0: Oh, so are you trying to turn us into millennials eating avocado (laughs) toast?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, is, you know, it's great to say, oh, start to eat a lot of avocados. And it sounds, yeah, maybe it sounds like a millennial kind of thing, but... There's a very specific way to do it, like a a very kind of tried and true way that if you start to do it this way, it's easy and it will make eating pleasurable and enjoyable and you'll get healthier at the same time. And so with avocado, what I like to tell our clients to do is to uh, replace butter, mayonnaise and salad dressing with a ripe avocado,
0: butter, mayo and salad dressing. So so there is something to be said for avocado toast.
2: Yeah, there's a reason, I guess, they say, <laughs> they say to eat that.
0: Okay. You know, I'm, I lived a long time in California, so I'm used to eating avocados. I had a tree at one point. Wow. So, yeah, pretty cool. And avocados are delicious. And yeah. they don't have the uh, animal fat in them that, that butter and mayo have.
2: Exactly. They have the monounsaturated fatty acids, which are incredibly good for heart health. Actually, 77% of the calories in, that come into your body through an avocado come from this heart-healthy fat. So it's an incredible change that gives you a great impact on your health right away.
0: Isn't it good for your skin, too, in addition to your health? I mean, come on, let's face it. We, we want a healthy heart, but we also want to look good, too.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I eat them a lot, and anybody that I make this change with, they seem to have a glow to them. So you <laughs> might be onto something.
0: Huh, <laughs> So avocados. So I can, I can definitely agree to that. What else are good? I know I keep interrupting you. That's kind yeah. of my forte, interrupting people.
2: <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. So I think avocado eating again with the butter, the mayo and the salad dressing, just swapping that out for avocado is step number one. And you're going to, if you do this, you're going to see an incredible change in, in your weight management or weight loss right away. And then the second thing that I would recommend to do is to start to eat what we refer to as the frozen banana uh, instead of ice cream for dessert. So if you want to start to do this and it's, it's great because you start to eat more fruit um, bananas are incredibly healthy. They ha- as we all know, they have a, a tremendous amount of potassium uh, which is, most people are lacking in, in potassium in their diet.
0: You know, I track, you know, one of the things that I do is track my nutrition, right? I'm always low in potassium. Yeah. Always. And isn't it kind of dangerous to take too much potassium in the form of a pill? Like, yeah. can't that kill you or something? Or
2: Yeah, when, you don't want you take... to overdose on potassium. <laughs> but don't worry, the frozen banana dessert won't won't kill you.
0: But eating it in a pill could. Right.
2: Right. That's why ideally you want to eat natural foods with the vitamins you need as opposed to pills if you can avoid it.
0: Yeah. You know, the other day I was browsing through, I think it was Facebook or it might have been Twitter. I'm not really sure which. And I saw this recipe pop up. I I have no idea why it popped up for me. Maybe it knew that we were going to be talking today. I'm not sure, you know, how how uh, Alexa spies on you. Sorry, everybody. I just turned on your your device. Sorry about that but I saw this recipe for brownies and all it was, was cocoa powder and bananas. That was it. Wow. I I should try to dig that up, you know, that, and, and send it to you. You can tell me what you think of it.
2: No, that sounds interesting. So, I mean, I don't know if you put that into the oven or how they're prescribing people prepare that, but, this is kind of the opposite preparation, if you will, of the banana because you're, you're going to be eating it frozen like ice cream, which actually maybe we can add it on top of that warm banana brownie.
0: Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> but, like a brownie a la mode.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds good. But actually, we have like a specific formula that's worked for a lot of people uh, with weight loss for the frozen banana. I mean, you could try it with the brownie, but the way we eat it normally is with some nuts. And some dried fruit, and then we very uh, maybe eighty-five percent dark chocolate on top of it. Um, and so you almost get like a frozen banana smoothie, only the healthy version of it.
0: Well, that sounds delicious. I think I'm going to have to try that. Thanks so much for those two tips. They sound delicious.
2: Yeah, of course. So you guys should you know try it right away, and hopefully you'll begin to see some results pretty quickly.
0: Thank you. We'll see you next time for this health tip. And now, back to the conversation with Barbara and me. Les and I uh, just started playing this online game, uh, Trivia. It's not, it's not online. It's actually it's on, it's on uh, Zoom. And it's live people. And you get to see the other people that are playing. Oh, You've fun. We've been playing this bar, bar trivia huh. with this company that puts on these bar trivia games for... Um, Corporate and they're doing this now because there's no bars. <laughs> That's right. So they're <laughs> keeping their, they're keeping their name out there and it's really fun and it's free and three people usually win something less and I are never in the, I mean, we're always in the bottom half, you know, <laughs> but, um, it's been really fun. So there are things out there that you can do. And then I did a, I sponsored a bingo game for my community. I said, anybody wants to play bingo? And I set it up for two days from, from when I set it and I had, have you ever had Cheryl's cookies? Mm
1: -mm.
0: Nope. Okay. Well, they're, they're buttercream frosted, you know, sugar cookie kind of things. Uh, and they're really good. And I get a box of them every month. So I had originally set, set it up to where I'd get a box a month and I would send them out to people to thank them for becoming my Medicare clients or thank them for sending me a referral or whatever. Well, the first box they sent me didn't, uh, it it was a Christmas box and I got it. it, I wasn't supposed to get my first box until January because I didn't want old Christmas cookies. And so I started making chocolate chip cookies instead. And the people really like the made chocolate chip cookies. So I've been sending those out and now I've got to figure out what to do with these boxes that I get. And so I, I said, well, there'll be three winners and each winner will get eight Cheryl's cookies. Cause I get well, eight, what? 24, eight times three is 24. I get 24 of them and people loved it, you know? And so I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I should probably do something like that more because it gives you something to look forward to. It helps your mental health. I mean, your health isn't just all about your body. It's about your brain too. And they're connected, obviously, you know, our brains and bodies are connected, but so that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to figure out things to do for my brain. You know, my, my body has the main thing that I did for my body I did a year ago, and that was make a commitment that I wouldn't watch TV before exercising. And that has made a huge difference. Now, do I still have a problem not wanting to exercise? Yes, it's been a year. I still don't want to do it. (laughs) So I still have to force myself to do it because I'm really not. You know, I'm not one of these exercise queens, gym rats, whatever that love it. you know, the people say, Oh, I just love to exercise. I can't imagine my life without exercising. I just love it. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) So I still have to force myself to do it, but let me tell you, I feel so much better on, on the whole, not just after I'm done exercising because then I'm done, but just in general, I feel so much better. And you're more of an exerciser, I think, than I am.
1: As far as exercise, I'm more of an active activity, you know, walk, hike, bike, um, snow ski, although we didn't snow ski this year. I like doing things that are that are like exercise, and I think I've done that all my life. So underneath whatever layers of whale blubber I have, there's <laughs> there's strong muscles underneath. Um And so now it's just, it's just continuing that. And I think every year it can get harder and harder. And especially if you become kind of sedentary, um, but I'm enjoying good health and have enjoyed good health and I want to continue to. So I'm really excited to see what this opportunity is going to be. And again, if I have a goal and I have feedback and I have kind of prompts or accountability, Um, I do so much better than when I just try to do it on my own. So I'm very interested to see not only what you do with it, but just to have somebody, you know, I don't really have a partner that lives in my area to kind of do something like this with. So I'm kind of actually really excited that if we're going to go through the experience together, even though, you know, we see each other just once a month for the podcast, I can still text you and say, Hey, are you struggling or, or not? And so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that three pronged of, you know, accountability with whatever the program is wanting to do it myself, but then having you to check in with. So I think we should I'm get kind together of weekly.
0: You and I should get together weekly and check in on this app thing.
1: Right. You know? I'm, I'm going to be retired in a very short period of time. So That's I'll have right. the time. I'll have
0: the time. In fact okay so it is what the 28th
1: is that right of march yeah yeah so if you count calendar days of days to work it's around 30 because I've got some leave time and there's weekends and that just seems really short. But from the time we're recording this now in two months, I'll be retired. And that is amazing. It just seems like, wow, from the time you pick a date to the time it comes, it goes by really fast. And that's what we've been
0: learning by following you through this journey. And then we'll get to follow you after you retire. You know, I'm so glad that we did this even though this retirement journey, isn't a normal one. I mean, how many retirement journeys when, when we decided to do this, we had no idea what this was going to look like. Um, but I'm so glad that, that we are doing this during this time of COVID. I, I, I don't know. It just gives me something to look forward to, to talk to you and find out what's happening with you and what's happening with your journey. Even though it's not a normal, typical retirement journey, it's your journey and we're chronicling it. (laughs)
1: And <laughs> thank you. It'll be interesting to look back. I do agree though that it's been good for me because it's caused me to be much more thoughtful, much more introspective, just to think about what am I going through? And that's not my norm. I just kind of fly through life and go on to the next thing and having so much time, everything canceled, not as many activities, and I and I think I'm healthier for it. I I think that Like any letting go or grieving process, it's easy to deny it or ignore it or just make yourself busy and not face it. And to me, moving from fully employed to fully retired is a lot of letting go. And it's a lot like a grieving process. And it'd be so easy to just fill it up with all kinds of activities and not really face what I'm going to be going through. And I still have a ways to go, but I do think that having this experience with you and all the resources that, that I've had access to, I can't now imagine doing it any different, which is a weird thing to say now.
0: Yeah. I think that I, I think that there are retirement coaches out there, but now I can certainly see a reason to either have a, a group of people that are sort of in the same stage. And I don't even know how somebody would find a group of six people that are retiring in March. You know, I mean, I I have no idea how you would find a group like that, but it seems to me that if when I'm ready to pull that trigger, if I could pull together a group of people who were going through it at the same time as me, that would, seems like it would make it a lot easier.
1: Well, just to have someone to bounce ideas off of or ask questions or are you feeling this or what are you doing? I have been talking to people that either decided to retire in like within two weeks and then some that are coming up in the spring. And I've realized that some of them haven't thought about hardly anything, haven't checked into anything. And I'm finding that all the things I've been learning are of value to people. Right. And just suggesting to them, well, you might want to look at this or you might want to consider that I'm not an authority, but here's what helped me. And so that's been kind of fun, um, as well to just share a little bit about what I've been going through and then suggest to them some things they might want to think about or consider.
0: Well, I think your blog has also been very helpful and, um, you know, blogs were originally online diaries. That's what blogs were. And, I really appreciate that you've been sharing your experiences with us and I, I enjoy reading them. So, and I know that listeners do as well. I do know that people are reading the blog, not everybody comments, you know, cause what, what do they say? One person will comment after X amount of readers and, and that's fine, but it, it has been helpful and I will continue to try to improve my health. I'm glad that you're in this journey with me. Anything else that you're thinking about doing to improve your health besides the the big thing of stopping drinking? That that seems like a big <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> well, um, it's it's interesting to me just the sugar. You know, when when you eat sugar, uh, what I've learned is it changes your blood sugar. And it causes you to be hungry or thirsty or, you know, different things. And so just by removing that already, it was, it was just like incredible. So yeah, uh, it just wasn't serving my needs or purposes anymore, but that's not to say that maybe someday when I'm retired, sitting around the campfire, I might not enjoy a glass of wine. We could definitely do that. So what I've been learning is the sugar that's in alcohol is what's not good for me. And it causes me to either want to eat more than I should or drink more than I should. And so just by replacing the sugars and the, and the carbohydrates with fruits, vegetables, and lean meats, I just feel so much better and more motivated. And so I, I know there's a tie between what I eat and how I feel and how motivated I am to go out and do activities.
0: You know, I, I found the same thing. Um, I don't know if I have really talked about it on the show, but when Les was first diagnosed, we, we went low carb and I went keto and he went low carb and I was keto for two years. I actually gained weight and I ate it. I did it correctly. So I'm, I'm not a, I'm not hating on all the keto lovers. I, I understand that some people's bodies really work well with keto. Mine wasn't. And my cholesterol went up to 439, and I didn't feel good while I was on that diet. And I was hungry, which you're not supposed to be hungry on the keto diet, but, but I was hungry. There's only so many, and I don't eat bacon. So that could be the problem. <laughs> I'm not a pork eater, but I can tell you that when I switched to more of a grain based diet, you know, I eat a lot more beans now. I feel so much better than I did when I was loading up with eggs. And I used to eat a lot of lamb because I like fatty meats.
1: Mm-hmm. That's,
0: that's just my my favorite. But now I just feel better. So it, it has helped. I'm really glad that I switched my diet prior to COVID.
1: Yes, 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 for sure. <laughs> because if you didn't, where would you be? I'd probably about thirty. I'd probably be thirty pounds heavier.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, well, I'm glad that Mission Lean is going to allow us to use their app, and we will be reporting back on our our fitness goals to you, the listener. So, if you'd like to to join us on our journey, be sure and and listen again, and maybe maybe we'll post on the Facebook group as well. I was talking with. John, one of the co-founders earlier today, and we were talking about having me record myself trying to do some of the exercises and stretches, because you know, it would be full of bloopers, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it might be fun to post some of the, the funny, if you know, if they're funny on either the Facebook group or the, um, the page, depending on how much I want to expose myself (laughs) out there of, uh, how
1: non-athletic I am.
0: (laughs) What do you think Barb? I'm not asking you to do it. You don't have to do it.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've exposed myself a lot on the podcast and in my writing. (laughs) Um, I don't know, maybe after I'm in it a few months and I feel like I look a little different or better. Sure. Um, It'll be me. Don't worry. um, (laughs) I'll be
0: the one. I'll be the one posting what I, you know, the exercises and stuff.
1: But I guess what I'm excited about is that it's just not all about young people and high intensity aerobics and that sort of thing. A lot of programs, you know, just are catering to people in their twenties and thirties. And at my age, I'm going to turn 62, uh, in a few days, I
0: know. happy birthday coming up. It'll be your birthday after, by the time this, yes. this yes. place.
1: Actually, it will. But what I like is that they're targeting this to seniors, right? Seniors' bodies, seniors' metabolism, and kind of this age-defying thing that that it isn't about, you know, having a body of a 20-year-old. It's being fit. And so I'm very intrigued and interested in the science of that. So um, I'm just anxious to hear more and learn more. I'm always wanting to learn more, and this is a good age to learn something new.
0: Absolutely. But I do have to warn you, uh, they do do some high intensity training. That's totally fine, but they have a reason for it. And the reason isn't to probably not the same reason as the 20 year olds. But yeah, after talking with John today, I got a a lot more information on, on what they do other than just browsing the website, which is what I did earlier. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll do this together and Well, we'll, We'll bring the listener
1: along with our our journey as well. I'm retiring and I've got a lot of hours to fill and trying to be healthier would not be a bad use of time. Great. That'll be good for both of us
0: <laughs> and for the listeners too, you know, so listener, we hope that you join us on our fitness journey as well, our brain and our body. Thanks again, Barb, for, for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. You bet. My pleasure. For the listener, we'll see you next time. On the Rock your retirement show. Bye. Bye.